Hey, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. Hello and welcome to the 307th episode of the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Sandy, I feel like we keep, we we progressively have shifted uh, from like nice and early in the morning for recordings to just like late at night on so not late late but you know fairly late. Yeah, it, we'll have to see if this is still sustainable, honestly, because Sunday nights are it's tough to like schedule a lot of stuff. Now, obviously, this week partly our fault, my fault, because we we got home a little late today. But um, yeah, ideally we we shifted up just a touch. Yeah, it's a uh, it's. Like I miss the days where we were able to do it at like you know just on a whim at like an eight or a nine a.m. and with you know a kid, yeah. that's pretty difficult to do. I mean his his schedule is not it's not rigid at all. But I but I mean aside from when he decides to wake up and when he goes to bed, his uh, wake up time of course is typically between like six thirty and seven thirty, and bedtime is pretty pretty solidly at six thirty p.m. But that of course blacks out a, a solid twelve hours that we can't record and pushes then to the the late hours of the night where we have to figure out how to make it work so right yeah anywho that's not what we wanted to talk about today we were going to talk about 2020 wrapped on spotify yeah another year's gone uh another retrospective look at our year of music and now podcasts too which i really love i really enjoyed these pod uh these 20 uh, the the year wraps from spotify i can't recall exactly what my numbers look like last year as i was looking at this now like in terms of listening minutes but regardless i still think the numbers are pretty impressive all right let's talk about uh how you and i did this year yeah yeah so uh you want to start us off or should i uh why don't you start us off all right so i think the first metric is on the second panel Mm-hmm. So it says that I've discovered 610, 610 new artists, which I think is funny. The you know six one zero area code. Yeah. Uh, so it says even in twenty twenty, you still found ways to grow. I had five hundred and sixty one. Oof, you slacking, dude? No, I'm just... I stopped listening to Spotify. <laughs> I stopped listening to Spotify pretty hard this year. Did you? Yeah. I... Just because uh, all the working from home stuff didn't really make it a need for me to be on Spotify like guaranteed every day. Yeah, yeah, I hear you on that one. Um, it, it it made me stop listening to podcasts a lot and that for sure I was listening I listen to music a fair bit while I work uh, and that's actually why I have so many new artists because I listen to a lot of uh, discover weekly where they generally put new artists that you haven't listened to before and uh, like random playlists to you know like deep focus or other playlists like that just just kind of grind away at work and not have like lyrics in my ear so that I can focus on things like writing or reading so that's i think why i have so many new artists so uh the second the second uh metric genre lust Mm -hmm. so it says i've listened to 478 genres this year including 119 new ones i have no idea how those are calculated i'm at 283 genres with 81 new ones i truly have no idea how that's calculated like like how many how many genres are there? Like, what are they? What are these recorded as? Nevertheless, my top five, the ones that are really important. So, number one is hip hop, which isn't 
a surprise to me. I actually think R&B got lumped in with hip hop or something. I'm not sure because I don't have R&B on my list. Number two is funk. Three is indie soul. Four is lo-fi beats. And five is rock. What I don't like about this is that it you can't pause it. You have to like, so for me, I have to just hold my thumb on the screen. That's the only thing. That doesn't work for me. Really? Oh, wow. Oh, no, it does. Okay. Oh. (laughs) Okay. That's stupid. Yeah, mine are number one is pop, number two is rap, number three is indie folk, number four is vapor soul, and number five is indie acoustica. What is vapor soul? All right, next one. One song helped you get through it all. Yeah. It is. This is where I have big issues with mine. Do you? Yeah. What is your top song of the year? My top song of the year is Life is Good by Future featuring Drake, which I think is hilarious. I've definitely listened to this song a lot. And one of the things that I think is interesting about this is the way, like, as I'll, like, preview, as I preview the upcoming, like, top five songs, is that it's kind of a preview or an insight into how often I was using Spotify or at least how often I was finding new music because the playlist that I listen to the most when I drive is just my liked songs and I don't shuffle it. So life is good has often been in my like number one spot or like, you know, like in a spot that's been uh, consistently near the front of that playlist that it gets played when I drive, or at least it was for a period of time. And I think that's one of the main reasons why this is here. Mm Mm-hmm. My top song of the year is Tusi Slide. Oh, yeah. You did, you did mention this. Which is, I can't believe that that is true because I actually, like, turned that song off in the playlist. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'm a little surprised. I'm a little surprised. I, I've only listened to that song maybe the couple of times that I watched the music video. I actually haven't I mean, I've listened, listened to it I've listened to Dark Lane demo tapes quite a bit. Quite a bit. It's a very easy album for me to just loop. But that's a song that I always skip. Yeah. Well, fair enough. Um, it says that my first stream of the song was January 10th. That song came out that long ago? Uh, I think so, yeah. It came the out as was... a single. My first that's stream was wild. April 3rd. Oh, wow. I mean, that makes sense. That was post-COVID, right? It was early yeah. COVID. Day with uh, most streams was May 2nd. Mine was February 25th. And I hit... 50th stream on May 24th. February 28th for me. Total stream 72. 84. It says, uh, but a year like 2020 required backup. These are the other songs, and I didn't read the rest of the, the rest of that list. So I have uh, a song called Electric You by Kid Bloom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually don't really know how to pronounce this song. It's a, it's a, it's a, um, a high life West African song by an artist called Daddy Lumba, one of my oh. one of my dad's favorites. I have That Lady Parts One and Two by the Odyssey Brothers, which is a one that I have issues similar to what you have with Tusi Slide. This is a song that I liked, and I was listening. I would like so a lot of the music that I listen to, especially these days, is kind of like kid friendly music for Gordon. And this is a song that I liked, and I added to a playlist that I would listen to with him. A while ago but i wasn't like i it was a song that i would often skip in that playlist so the fact that it's in you know at number four is a little bit annoying uh yeah. and then number five make it better by anderson pack featuring uh smoky robinson 
Okay. Love that song. Yeah, mine was uh, Too She Slay was number one. Arrival by Niall Byrne, which is a song from the Cairo from the movie Cairo Times uh, official soundtrack. Uh, then there's Chicago Freestyle featuring Gibeon, uh, which is also on Darkling demo tapes. Desires featuring Future, which is also on Darkling demo tapes. <laughs> and then When to Say When, which is also another Drake uh, Darkling demo tape song. So, I mean, I, I totally believe that like a lot of the songs on this thing are uh, some of my tops, but I also remember listening to a lot of like Gregory Allen Isakov, which is one of my favorite artists of all time. I'm just surprised that he hasn't like really broke into the top. Maybe that was just last year or something, but he's definitely yeah. someone I listen to like quite frequently. Yeah. All right, what's next? So the next one is just a playlist of your top music, and then I think the remainder is probably dedicated, I guess, to podcasts. So my top podcast for the year, which is actually one that I haven't listened to in a while i want to say I've, i listened to episodes here and there but it's been it's been a hot minute since i've listened to a full episode or even part of an episode of the bill simmons podcast it says i've listened to 42 episodes for a total of 2735 minutes my top episodes were either the bill burke podcast all the smoke <laughs> fantasy footballers and bill simmons which makes sense because Let's see. All the Smoke was my top podcast. I listened to 30 really? episodes for a... Oh, oh wow. Sh- oh, come on. I hit, I was holding it. Let's see. I have to wait for it to do this to, to reload. Again. I didn't know you listened to All the Smoke that much. That's yeah. way more episodes that I, that I listened to. I, I, I listened to me about 10 episodes of it. I mean, and pre-COVID, then, I liked it. Yeah, I was listening to it pre-COVID a bit. I was listening to it uh, during COVID. I would take bike rides, and I would listen to a fair amount of podcasts, actually, during my bike rides. But all the smoke was one that I actually stopped listening to in favor of, of a, you know, because I just had too many podcasts to listen to. I couldn't keep up with the minutes. Yeah, I'm at 30 episodes for a total of 2,364 minutes. Okay, we're pretty similar on our minute count overall. Yeah. It says, in total, I spent 14,846 minutes listening to podcasts this year. Yeah, I was at 13,600, which is a steep decline. It is, yeah. But it's so funny because... I mean, this was the first, I think this is the first full year that I dedicate, that I use Spotify for podcasts. I mean, they really improved their, their interface. I know you and I had both complained about their podcast before because there would be times where you would listen to like half an episode. You would come in, you know, you listen to half an episode on your commute into the office. You'd get in the office and maybe you want to put it on while you start work and you hit play and it would start over from the beginning and it would just completely lose your progress. And especially with something that, as long as podcasts, is difficult to find your spot if it didn't actually re- record it properly. Uh, anyway, my uh, top five podcasts. So the number one, again, Bill Simmons podcast. Number two, also by Bill Simmons, The Rewatchables, which I think is, I suspect, will be in your top five. Uh, this is this is strange to me. Number three, Pod Save America. It's a podcast that I don't listen to that often. I listen to no? episodes here and there. But I think I don't you listen- talk about it quite a bit. Yeah, I probably talk about it on those uh, yeah, these, those random occasions that I happen to catch an episode, but it's a it's an it's a podcast that I find difficult to listen to consistently because it it it, it takes all of the elements of politics that 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 I personally find annoying and frustrating to, to make even like reasons why I find it frustrating to keep up with politics on like a week to week even basis that I just can't listen to most of their episodes because it's it's almost designed to. It is. It's designed to keep you informed, but it's also designed to kind of help 
keep you irritated with the current administration and try to get you to to stay active, which is great, but it's just too much for emotionally for me. So I don't keep up with it. Um, number four, again, another one that's kind of surprised, surprising to me is the book of basketball 2.0. I listened to a lot of the episodes, but I feel like I've listened to other things more. And I then think that's, f- that, that's a podcast that I have to watch the YouTube video of. It might be good to watch them. I've never actually watched their YouTube videos for those. I don't, I don't actually watch most that's of the Jason Ringer podcast. That's one, right? No, no, this is also, this is also Bill Simmons. I have three of them. This is a primary Bill Simmons. He has guests on each episode. Um, oftentimes, I think he I think he was doing them in like pairs. So he would have he would have somebody come on for like an episode, maybe two episodes, and they would talk about uh, various uh, basketball players and kind of rate them or rank them on his list. Um, but yeah, I haven't listened to that. He he can't. He had like a part one to the to the book of basketball two point then he came back with uh, part two, kind of a season two, which I never listened to. And then he's doing currently right now a season three. Um, and then number five is Binge Mode Marvel, which makes sense. It's a fairly new podcast. I think over the last month and a half, two months, it's been out. And it's actually what sparked me to watch all of the the uh, Marvel Cinematic movies again. So I'm, I'm literally uh, two movies away from no. Yeah, two movies away from being complete. I'm watching Captain Marvel right now, and then I have Endgame after that. Okay. So those are your top five? Yeah, those are my top five. Mine are All the Smoke at number one, Fantasy Footballers at number two. Fantasy Footballers was like one of my commute podcast ones where I just listened to it every day to get a sense of like what I should be doing with my uh, with my lineups. Bill Simmons yeah. podcast is number three. Bill Burt podcast is number four. I've been doing a lot of more Bill Burt podcasts like nowadays. Um, okay yeah and holly randall unfiltered what's that uh it's a you're gonna laugh it is an adult in uh industry um <laughs> she her parents her name is holly randall she's a director uh her mom and dad are really famous in the industry as like also directors and so she just interviews a lot of like performers producers directors and just like you get the almost like the behind the scenes like look at the industry that's fun that's um, interesting yeah, so, I, I thought I thought you know, I thought one of your top five might be that one super trashy one with those two women who uh, uh, from I can't remember what it's called. Um, I listened to like two episodes of that this year. It's out of control. It's it so is. Bad. It really is. I was like, oh my! Like I I couldn't I couldn't do it. It's absolute much. garbage. <laughs> who uh, is it? Call me daddy. Call her daddy. Yes, call, call her daddy. Call, call her daddy. Yeah. Yeah. So um, let's see. What's the next one? Your biggest podcast binge listen. This one makes sense, and it's I think it's a podcast they don't make anymore. The hottest take. Yeah. Also from the Ringer Network. We used oh, to listen to them because those. those were daily episodes. It says you threw uh, you threw your own hottest take marathon, listening to six episodes in one day, which isn't terribly difficult because those episodes are like six minutes long. Yeah, mine was Modern Love, twelve episodes in one day. Wow. I like is the that, Love Is that ones. based on? Is that based on the, the that TV show and slash New York Times series? Yeah, it's based on the New York Times series, also the okay. TV show. But it's what's nice about Modern Love is they get uh, Hollywood actors to read them. Oh, cool! So it's like yeah, you know, it, it's it's very interesting in that sense. Today. I never told you, but Lena and I actually watched it. We we got into it like three or four weeks ago. And we crushed it. Uh, we watched yeah, it all yeah, in like two fantastic. days. Yeah, some episodes are way better than others. That's true. Yeah. The one where uh, the young woman is attached to the professor. Yeah, yeah. That's weird. That was like my that was super one. weird. Yeah, easily. Because <laughs> I was like, I, like, how do you not know what you're doing? I know. 
Anyways, alright, what's next? You listen to Wondering before it hit 50,000 streams. So it's like oh. a dis- like you discover. I actually don't even know what song that is based off the based off the name. To be honest, oh, mine is but. so funny. Mine is Library Takeout. Library Takeout. What's that? Oh my god! It's some. It was a it was a trending song on the Reddit front page. Some university uh, library came up. With oh like, yeah. yes. That's a great song. I listened to it once on Spotify too. Oh, it's so good. I like Wasn't, had it on didn't, repeat. Didn't Harry send that to us? No, I sent it out. Oh, you sent it out. Okay. But uh, right. my, my bad. Sorry. I sorry for giving it. Yeah, I definitely found it on Spotify, and then when I found it, it was only like six thousand streams. I was like, yeah, that full yeah, that's really funny. Yeah. Um, my top decade, and this is the one that I told you earlier in the week, makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. It says, all right. My top decade was the 2000s, right? And it says, your top song from this time was Easy Living by Billie Holiday and Teddy Wilson. And I Googled this song. I think, it, I, I can't remember the exact year, but I want to say it came out in either the 1930s or the 1940s. Yeah. The fact that this is categorized as a 2000s song, because I think that's probably the year that it was remastered and released on Spotify or just released in general. And that's what year Spotify has it as. It yeah. tells me that that, that's my top song from that from that decade. Yeah, mine is Arrival by Niall Byrne, but that, it was uh, obviously an official soundtrack song. It's just a piano that plays over. Uh, it's like a three-minute piano piece, but it loops really well. So I just have that going on when I'm like, trying to focus. And that movie did not come out in the 90s. That movie <laughs> with Patricia Clarkson. Uh, I think I've mentioned that movie to you, right? Cairo I can't time. remember to be. I think so, possibly. Yeah, it's with Patricia Clarkson and Alexander Sadiq. It's basically a woman who is trying to meet her husband in Cairo, but her husband gets like caught up in like uh, some business, so he can't meet her in Cairo. And then he basically sends his friend to meet his wife to like show her around before he gets there. And then like a love story. It's like a really slow burn movie. I think you, if you can find it on like, anywhere, uh, you, I would highly recommend you watching it. It is a, it is a completely different like love slash romance movie that you've ever seen. It is fantastic. Yeah, I'll have to try uh, to check anyways, it out. That movie was not. I think it does sound familiar. <laughs> um, your top artist, uh, like I like I mentioned earlier, the the I think it's funny actually, uh, Daddy Lumba. Is uh-huh. that uh, high life West African um, musician says I was in this top two percent of uh, listeners this year. It says, yeah, I spent one thousand one hundred sixty one minutes listening to his music. Let's see, I spent Drake. I was in their top point five percent of their Damn. listeners. Damn, are you serious? Top point five percent. Top point five percent. Yo, you are. Uh, you're Your like top, you're like number one fan right there. I know, right? Favorite song was somehow still Tootsie Slide. Uh, and you spent 5,076 minutes <laughs> listening to their music. There you go. Yeah. I listened to 2,105 artists this year, but these reign supreme. Daddy Lumba, Drake, Leslie Odom Jr., Wax, and Anderson Pack. Leslie Odom Jr., is um, he's the one who played um, Aaron Burr in Hamilton. Yeah. He's a jazz musician. Or, yeah. yeah. And then uh, was, Wax. What was it? Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Mine was 1,114 artists this year, but these reign supreme. 
Drake, Gregory Allen Isikoff, Post Malone, Michael Buble, and Matt Carney. Oh, yeah, Michael Buble. Nice. Yeah. And it wasn't even Christmas. <laughs> I like my, my I like Michael Buble's non-Christmas stuff. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Uh, yeah, I think so that's it, right? Thanks for spending all 67 months of oh, yeah. 2020 with us. What is What do they mean by that? 67 months of 2020. Well, just like how long 2020 has been. I see. I guess. I see. Because they're stuck at home. Like there's like no concept of time anymore. It, they're just saying. Okay, they're just saying it's been a long. It's been a long. Yeah, I think, they, I think they're just being okay. cute about it. I see. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Clearly, I, I that that was a hardcore whoosh for me. Uh, yeah. I'm like, uh, do I have to keep responding or doing this? <laughs> Um, yeah, overall, like, I'm happy I still have Spotify. Spotify is my go-to music streaming source. It just yep. felt like working at home. It's, I don't know, like, Spotify is just sometimes on. You know, I have Netflix on a ton, uh, just working in the background. But definitely the usage has been low because the guaranteed usage of, like, you know, commuting back and forth yes. is gone. So you basically take away an hour a day. And that's a lot of time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I know that, yeah, when I was commuting to the office, I mean, that was, that was pretty much three hours straight of Spotify, not three hours straight, but yeah, three hours easily a day of Spotify. But oftentimes when I work, I find that I I, I typically, I usually like to try to listen to music lately. I, I have had like movies on the background or like YouTube videos because some of the work that I've been doing is highly tedious and doesn't really require, um, I guess my undivided attention, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But um, usually, I like to try to stay focused with uh, with Spotify, so I find the music a little bit more helpful. But of course, then that means I'm not really listening to podcasts. My podcast time is generally when I'm like doing chores or in the car, which you know I still spend a decent amount of time in the car. So, yeah, yeah. Um, what else can I tell you? What'd you do this weekend? What were you up to this weekend? This weekend, um, you know, not really too much. Oh, I can tell you about what I was supposed to do today. So I was going to get a, a preemptive COVID test um, because Lena's mom is coming back be- okay. um, to, to town. And so we were just going to get preemptive tests just to ensure that, you know, nobody, nobody had it. Yeah. And also because Gordon was sick earlier this week. I mean, he's, right. he's been sick all, you know, on and off over the last like month now. It feels like it's been never ending. And so he had a doctor's appointment and that same day he had a he he had a, just a perpetual cough. So they actually gave him a COVID test. They gave him an instant one, which came back negative. And then they also gave him one of the longer term ones that you know comes back in two to three days, which was also negative. So I scheduled an appointment through whatever site from, you know, Delaware.gov and I was supposed to I was supposed to get tested today, so I drove down to uh, Smyr- Smyrna, Delaware, which is about a thirty minute drive from home, and it w- it was at a, a church. It was kind of like a pop up site, which is what how they referred to oh, it sure. as. Yeah. It was like a trailer. You you go, yep. they you know, do whatever. So I reserved a time slot, and I get there, and there's all these cars in the parking lot, and everyone's kind of sitting in their cars. There weren't yeah. a ton of people there, but a lot of people showed up like after me. People are kind of looking around. Everyone's kind of trying to get a clue of what other people are doing. And I think a lot of people were wondering, like, are we supposed to go inside? But based off the information that I had, I'm, I'm looking for a truck, like a trailer. I'm looking for, like, you know, basically an ice cream truck outside, and there's nothing. And uh, after I was there for about 20 minutes, the guy who's next to me, like two rows over, um, he rolls down his window, and he's like, 
like, uh, you know, what time was your appointment? And I'm like, uh, you know, this, my appointment was for two and it's probably like two 15 at this point. I got there like five, 10 minutes early. So I'm like, Oh, it's, it's two. He's like, I've been here for like, for over an hour. I think he said his appointment was for like 1230. What? He said he's been there for over an hour and, and nothing's happened. He's like, you know, some people have come and gone. There's a few people who've like walked around the building who've tried to walk inside, but he's like, it's, it's supposed to be in a trailer, like not inside. And I was like, yeah, that's why I haven't gone any, anywhere. Um, so he left and not long after there was a person who I think worked at the church or somebody who worked for the company that had set this thing up. Apparently they had made a mistake on their website. So for this specific location, there weren't supposed to be any slots available for this day oh and they didn't, God. they didn't realize it. And so I got an email, um, a few hours ago because the reason, one of the reasons why I picked this location, because there are other ones that are closer to my house, but the reason I picked this location is because they they're all booked up like for several days so i picked this one it was it was it was the closest that i could get to to my home with uh with a slot with a time slot available um you know in a in a a reasonable amount of time so they sent us an email at 6 p.m today says we are reaching out to you directly to clarify confusion at this specific location that i went to today for testing the testing event was yesterday and we had inadvertently uh opened time slots for today we sincerely apologize for the inconvenience for those of you who were able to register for the event today. You may go to any other sites this week and use uh, your existing appointment number. And that says, you know, for testing locations, check out Delaware.gov. Um, so um, tomorrow at some point, I'm going to go yeah. over to a location that's closer to me. But I have to make sure that that, that – so this is the complicated part. They have – because everyone's booked – if I look at the list, it might have a location that's nearby, but it will say like for tomorrow, for example, and it'll say zero availabilities. I don't know if that means zero availabilities because they're just not open tomorrow or if that means zero availability because they're all booked up. So I have to call and figure out which location closest to me is actually open and then go and get tested. Yeah. So That's frustrating. That's just a waste of your time. Yeah, it was. I mean, like I said, it's like a half hour drive. I, I went myself. Gordon was taking a nap. Lena was going to come with me, but Gordon was taking a nap, so we let him sleep. And you know, I went up there myself. And so then, of course, that she's she's full time Gordon duty while she's also trying to get stuff done around the house. So yeah, it takes yeah. me out the game for about an hour and a half or so that I was out. Yikes! But yeah, well, that was that was basically the weekend. Yesterday, I don't think I really did anything. Yeah, was it really so, really bad by you? Uh, not. Not yesterday, two days ago. I think it was two days ago. It rained quite a bit on Friday. Yeah, for us yesterday, it was really bad. Okay. It was like downpouring. Yeah, I don't think it really rained yesterday here. It was just cold. Like I took took Gordon out for a walk at like four, three or four o'clock, and it was pretty chilly out. Okay. Yeah. What about you? Tell me about your weekend. Um, Well, we actually went to a couple of car dealerships in... Queens, because we could take the train out uh, okay. to test drive some cars. Now, we scheduled uh, two appointments, one with uh, a Honda dealership and one at a Subaru dealership. The Honda dealership was like super busy when we walked in. There was usually like 20 plus like staff and they were all like speaking to people. That's how crazy it was. Mm-hmm. Um, now, we had... We were talking about like you know we might look we we wanted to look at a CRV we wanted to look at a Civic sedan Civic hatchback Accord 
Uh, we had a couple of cars specifically in mind, and thankfully we got to see all of them. But because they only had one dealer plate available, we can only pick one car oh, to take man. out. And it's also Who only like, has one dealer plate. Uh, hey, I don't know. I, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. But uh, and then what happened was it's on the street called Northern Boulevard, which happens to be like a it's like two hundred two by you guys. Um, okay. The two hundred two, but like way busier because there's like way more people, and it basically stretch, stretches the length of like Long Island or something. And it was rush hour slash uh, what's it called? Rush hour, right? And so right. this test drive was essentially just like stop and go traffic. So uh, it wasn't the best uh, test drive, but we were able to really focus in on the Civic hatchback as the car of our choice. We liked how low to the ground it was. We liked how big the trunk could be for us. Yeah. Um, especially because when we go on these trips, yep. um, it can be, you know, we have our bags. We also hit up Walmarts where they do the... Uh, What's it called? Um, we do like the pickup, you know, and all that stuff. Yeah. And uh, so we just like the fact that, you know, it had a 60 40 uh, back split. Yep. Thank you. Backseat split. But also, um, the trunk space is technically open, right? So compare that to this uh, Honda Civic sedan and a Accord sedan. Where there's like a cutout of sorts. So you don't really yeah. get the full, obviously, right? Because it's a sedan. Uh, we didn't like how long the Honda was. The Civic was okay. I mean, we're also looking at sort of buy pre-owned cars. We're definitely not looking to buy like brand new cars. Um, and so, you know, we really like the Civic. We went to the Subaru. And we drove the Subaru Crosstrek. And okay, it yeah. wasn't as nice as we wanted it to be. That's like uh, a crossover, right? Literally in the name, I guess. Crosstrek. Crosstrek. I think so. Okay, um, but it wasn't as nice as we thought it was going to be. It was also going to be a little bit more expensive. It was like the top end of our budget, and I see. so we sort of came home after that. But now what we're looking to do is look for within a two hundred mile radius, um, Honda Civic hatchbacks from like twenty seventeen on with like less than forty thousand miles. Ideally, uh, what's interesting is I don't know when the last time you bought your car was with twenty fourteen. Yep, but I did go with Lena when she bought hers last year, so. Mm-hmm. We we bought hers last year. Yeah, it's been a year almost exactly. Yeah. So what's interesting is a lot of the sales out here is like very straightforward. It's like you're going to get the MSRP on the car. You're going to pay for the registration. You're going to pay for uh, inspection. You're going to pay taxes and like uh, DMV documents, right? So inspection okay. is like $37. DMV documents are 250 you're gonna pay tax. You're gonna pay the uh, the inspection or title or whatever it is, uh, and the MSRP. So there's like four line items total in your like final bill, right? The car, the taxes, and like maybe like three DMV or slash inspection, like additional things you gotta pay for. Right. There's no additional dealer fees. There's no prep fees. There's no like total loss bullshit. There's like we've been reading all and watching all these YouTube videos. Of, like how do you how do you like buy a used car nowadays? Like how do you get all these fees out of uh, a car? Uh, deal and then so we were like ready to have these discussions but when we spoke to the Honda we spoke to the Subaru it was like yeah these cars it is what it is like there's no additional prep fees or anything that they they'll you know those ADM additional dealer uh, sort of thing that they're going to throw on there what's interesting is we found oh also 
New York New York State tax on car purchases and New York City tax uh, is different. New York Do State they? tax is uh-huh. like four percent or like four and change percent. Okay. New York City car tax is eight eight seven five. Oh my god! Are yeah. you kidding me? No, I'm not. Holy sh! So if you buy a car within the five boroughs of New York City, it's eight eight seven five. Oh my god, that's insane! They love that. Yeah, yeah. Because we were like, uh, we were looking up online and we're like, hey, New York State is like four and change. Why are you guys signing eight eight seven five? Like, where's the deal? It's like, wait, is this a municipality thing? And lo and behold, it is. Wow. So I just looked it up. Pennsylvania's tax on cars is six percent. Mm. Um, Philadelphia city residents, it's eight percent. Yeah, that's works. nuts. I yeah. so so I was I was thinking about this the other day, and it's like the other day when you told me that you're going to be getting cars, just kind of thinking on my own later on, and I realized that well one. The, th- the unfortunate thing about buying a car is that you can't avoid the sales tax. It doesn't matter if you buy the car in like a different state, you're going to pay the tax that for, for the state that you belong to. Yeah. yeah. So like I bought, when I lived in Pennsylvania, I bought my car in, in Delaware, but I still have to pay that 6% tax um, on the car, even though it's from a Delaware dealer. Yeah. You just hope when the MSRP might be a little bit less. Yeah, exactly. Which in most um, likely, most of the times it isn't, right? Yeah. I mean, it depends. I got a really good deal on my car. Because I was using um, one of those, like uh, it was called the Edmonds Price Promise tool. They don't call it that anymore. It's it's like uh, it's basically just a price guarantee that you're able to get through a variety of these car sites now, like Edmonds.com, Cars.com. They will basically quote you a, a price through a dealer, and I think a lot of dealers, in fact, will just give you a negotiated price so you don't have to like try to get it down. I don't know how they work, but they work pretty well. But how does the process work with the used car? Is it just pretty much the sticker price is the price? Yeah, it kind of is. I, yeah. Okay. So it uh it didn't feel like we were there really wasn't it didn't seem like there was as much room to negotiate a lot of that stuff because like the Subaru we talked to them about it and they were like, hey, how how did it drive? Like, yeah, it's all right. He goes, well, listen, come on in. I'll give you some information about it. And there was, like, no haggling. There wasn't, like, what can we do to get you this car in, like, you know, for you guys to drive away this car today. They're like, yeah. you know, it is what it is. These cars sort of sell themselves. And if you don't like it, then you don't like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, no, I, hey, I, I, I appreciate that on some level where it's, like, you know, you're not trying to, like, kill us on something. but Right. Uh, yeah, so. We're, yeah, we're, we're, still in the, right. we're still in the hunt. We'll put it that way. Obviously. Yeah. yeah. That, Ideally, that we good. get a car relatively soon, like, before the end of the year. Um, okay. And then we have, oh, we're going to, what's it called? Uh, the next part of that would include getting uh, a parking garage spot lined up for ourselves. Do you think that's going to be difficult? Like, is there like a wait list for that or not? Not really. So honestly, we have to look around. We're hoping that there isn't because of COVID, but I couldn't tell you specifically. Yeah. Um, okay. The dream scenario right now is to get the one that's right below our building because... A, it's like right next door. So technically it acts like, to me, it's like acting a garage, right? right. And then uh, number two, relatively speaking, it's pretty affordable. Uh, you're going to laugh when I say the number, but it's like 350 a month. 
<laughs> You're right. I was going to laugh. Yeah. Is it's ch- pretty... way cheaper than daycare, though. Yeah, right? Um, no, I mean, when, you, when, you, when you're considering the prices of parking in general in any city, it's, it right. seems pretty reasonable. I mean, most most cities where you want to park, say, like, for the day, they're charging you, like, you know, depending on what city, but, like, up to, like, $30 or maybe even more. So, yeah, that sounds that sounds pretty much what I could expect, right? Yeah. So, um, and then, uh, what did I want to say? Uh, what's also nice is the fact that if we get the if we get the one right below us, we can call the front desk and then be like, "Hey, you mind calling the garage to get the car ready for us?" And then they'll pull it right out for us. Oh, really? Yeah, like so a little valet service. Nice. That's Hold awesome. It. Yeah, so that's nice. You can't. We can drop. We can't access the car between like midnight and six a.m. Huh. Which. I guess really? it's because they close. It's not a 24-hour place. Oh, okay. 24-hour places cost a little bit more. So, we'll see. Okay. So, if you really want to, like, leave somewhere early in the morning, like, which is probably pretty rare anyway, but if you actually wanted to leave somewhere, say, like, 4 or 5 a.m. on a long drive, you'd right. have to, like, what, arrange to park somewhere else for the time being or for that for that night, I guess. Potentially. We're hoping that. Or just, just leave at 6. Yeah. We're hoping that'll be pretty, like, Few and far yeah, I, I highly doubt that that's, that's going to happen at any point in time, really. Yeah. So yeah, the only so, time I've ever left the house that early is probably for like an early flight. Yeah. And uh, I'm not parking my car, like, or sorry, you wouldn't park your car, you wouldn't drive your car to the airport. No. At God, that point, no. you would. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds really good. Well, I'm glad you're checking out like the hatchbacks and all. I, I agree. Yeah. I I personally like a car that's lower to the ground, and it's only been these like over the last couple of years, especially parking in parking lots, where I find it. I find that everybody else seems to have either a minivan, an SUV, or a pickup, and so when I try to back out of my spot, I'm pretty much blind to cross traffic, and I have to just hope that a person will stop until I get sufficiently far back enough that I can actually see for myself. Um. And sometimes people are jerks and sometimes people will blow by you and blow their horn at you. And it's like, yeah. I, I mean, I can't see you. Like, I don't, I don't really know what to, I don't really know what to say. <laughs> it's not like I'm coming. It's not like I'm flying out of here or anything. I, I, I you know, you inch your way out enough that you hope that somebody again sees you, but right. some people aren't patient. So I, uh, I kind of want to get an SUV just so I'm a little above the ground and I can actually see through people's windows. But that just adds an additional complication to the fact that most SUVs have their rear windows completely tinted so you couldn't see through them anyway. Oh, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. You're right about that. Yeah. So I, I just need a newer car that has like those, those um, the cross-traffic monitors basically. Like Lana's car has it and they work pretty well. Even like if it's a pickup with a fairly large bed and I can't see, those monitors work really well. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I think that's it for me. If there's anything else that you want to talk about, I think we'll be able to get out of here. Yeah, no, I think we've gone long enough. All right, cool. Let's uh, let's get out of here then. All right. Well, I'm Ressa. I'm Sandy. Thanks so much for listening. We will see you guys next week. (laughs) 